Sunday night, 7 o'clock. Time for the sports phone. Let's get ready to rumble! All right, 7 o'clock, Sunday night, time for another edition of the Sports Phone here on KZYX. Jerry in Portland, Jim in studio. Jim, how are you doing today? Yes, I am in the Philo studio. And uh, it's funny, I got a feeling uh, if they're on schedule by the somewhat time in the middle of 2022, or tw- maybe early 2023, they're... There might not be a Philo studio. This place is going to build a brand new, brand new offices and studios in Ukiah, California. Yeah, yeah, it'll be an exciting time when when it does when it does come around. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, doing well. Everything going good. Good week for you. Everything's going good. I, uh, you know, with my Lakers down, I'm <laughs> I'm actually watching more. Uh, I'm watching more uh, of the college basketball than I've ever watched before. Yeah. Yeah, it's been fun. It's it's been fun. I know we'll definitely get into that a little bit. I've uh, been watching both on the on TV and in person. It was uh, it's been fun. It's and I think we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but welcome everybody to the sports phone. So if you are a new listener to the show, uh, let me give you a quick rundown of what's going to be going on for the next hour or so. Jim and I are both big sports fans, both as coaches and players, as well as former athletes and uh, fans. And like kind of an audience members for sports, and we like to spend this hour just talking about whatever whatever's going on out in the sporting world. That can be professional, college, high school, rec league stuff, issues, controversies, scores, news stories, whatever it is. As long as it is sports related in some way, shape, or form, Jim and I want to hear about it. And more important uh, than that, we want you, the listeners, to be the ones that are driving the show. We want you to call in and bring up any subjects you would like, as long as they are sports-related in some way, shape, or form. Again, can be scores, news stories, controversies, questions for us, anything you want to talk about, we want to hear about it as long as it is sports-related. 707-895-2448. That's the number to call if you've got anything sports-related that you want to talk about. 707-895-2448. Jim, should be a good one. Looking forward to another week on the show. Is there such thing? Is is uh? You hear yourself? Is there such thing of a former athlete? Yeah, I think there's such thing as a former athlete. I, I, I'm still walking three, four miles a day, and still uh. I guess I guess former competitive athlete. Yeah, would I be guess. the better the better word. Yeah, I mean, or but, former college athletes. Or yeah. something like that. Some, something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, I knew. I was just giving you a hard time. I know, I know what <laughs> yeah, you're saying. For sure. Uh, we're, phone lines are open. 707-895-2448. One more time. 707-895-2448. Um, it's a big week in, in college basketball. Yeah. yeah um, it's been a fun one, too. Fun first week yeah, uh, for, it, for the NCAA tournament. Explain what you got to do. And um, I've never been to March Madness. Yeah. I, I, so I thought about it a little bit. Not only had I never been to the NCAA tournament, I had never been to a Division One college basketball game. Oh, wow. I, I, I thought about that as I was walking into the arena on Thursday night when I went to the first round. I was thinking, like, is this the first time I've ever been 
to college basketball uh, or Division One college basketball. And I, for the life of me, I can't place another time. But it was really fun. So I went uh, out to the Moda Center, which is where the Portland Trailblazers play. And I got to hang out and watch the first and second round of the NCAA tournament in the Portland region, so to speak. So there were uh, there were eight teams uh, in the region. There were three sessions, uh, two first round sessions and then a second round session. I got to go to the, all those games. Um, across. So it was I believe it was six games over over those three over those two days, the Thursday and then, then yesterday. And it was really fun. I, I think one of the things that I thought was really interesting about it was it had a very similar vibe to just like any other tournament you go to, like a high school tournament, just in the sense of, you know, there's parents and fans there, the game ends, those fans kind of clear out, and then the next wave of fans come in. Uh, at the same time, though, there's the people like me that are there just to have a good time, like we're the locals that are there just to enjoy it and watch because the game. Because it was in the Portland area. Right, exactly, because it was in the Portland area. But it was really interesting in that regard how, like, you know, one game ended, they left, next two teams came on the court and were up um it was really fun i think the coolest part of the experience for me was gonzaga who was the number one seed in the tournament they were in portland um or they they were there playing in 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 portland and for gonzaga that's pretty close to a home game i mean spokane to, to to portland is very doable it's a long trip but it's it's doable so yesterday for their second round game you know on a weekend when it was gonzaga versus memphis that might as well have been a home game for Gonzaga. Like the, it was 90% sure. Gonzaga fans in there versus whatever was there for Memphis. So it was really cool. I had a really, really good time. Went with some friends, ran into some old buddies, some old college friends there as well. I uh, really, really had a good time. It was a really fun experience. Hang on, caller. I'm going to get to you in a second. I just had one more one more question for Jared um, with this little, little interview here. Did it at any – did only with Gonzaga – is that the only time there was any semblance of a home team? It was probably the most semblance of a home team. I think the other one would have been, I think Boise State and Memphis, which was a first round game that Memphis won. I think that was definitely leaning more Boise State than Memphis because well, again, Bo- Boise Idaho is not that far but from what about, Portland what about, what, compared what about, to com- compared to Memphis. What about so, like UCLA? Did, did clearly did some fans come, some parents come? It was obviously oh, they all, yeah. UCLA traveled really, really well. And did they yeah, all absolutely? Did they all sit together and and play? Yeah, play so that the, role? yeah. So so behind know? behind the bench of the of your team, if you were a parent, it was very clear that that was like oh. the parent section. Hello, call. You're on the air. Hi, this hey guys. This is Greg from Willits. Hey Greg. Hey, um, what's up hey, with the? Um, Designated uh, uh, hitter for the the two leagues. Uh, I think that's changed. And then I heard something about an imaginary runner on second base. What's that about? <laughs> that's a that's one of my favorite ones. But Jared, first explain about the the new rule change. Yes. So uh, this was um, part of the rule changes uh, that went in with the the collective bargaining agreement for baseball and yeah they're mm-hmm. getting rid of so well not getting rid of the national league is adding a designated hitter so the idea okay. of calling it a universal dh is now both leagues are going to have a designated hitter uh the pitcher no longer has to bat with the exception of like you know like the angels in certain situations like when you have a really good hitter that's also a pitcher which is there's really only one of them in the whole league he can still bat but you can now have the national league now is going to use the designated 
But I still have a um, question. Greg, hang on there for a second before Jared carries sure. Did we ever get this answer last week, Jared or Al? Did you ever find out if you have a great pitcher that, that can hit it better than, I mean, what, the guy led the league in home runs or something? But can, can you, you can have a designated hitter for anybody, right, if there's a designated hitter? Uh, yes, we did. So they, they can only be used to replace the, the, the pitcher. I was able to confirm that as that. Wow. As well. That doesn't seem fair, but go, yeah. go, go ahead. Yeah. What were you going to, what, what were you going to say also to Greg? So Greg, your other question was about extra innings, um, where last year in extra innings, they put a runner on second. That was like the ghost runner. So they would start extra innings with a runner on second. They're getting rid that they're not going to do they're that. They're getting rid of that for baseball. The, yeah, they're getting rid of that. So they're going back to more traditional extra innings where they're just going to play it out. They're not going to have a runner start on second base. So how does that work? They just the team can pick the guy that goes out there. Yeah, that's the way it like was. Like their fastest guy. Yeah. I I I don't know. I don't say yes, Jim, when you don't know the answer <laughs> to the question. Yeah, I, I I don't know how it was determined if it was like a, the last guy that were recorded and out had to be the runner or something like that. I I never watched enough baseball to know how it worked. I just know that they started someone on, on second and now they're getting rid of it. And do, do you see the point yeah. of it? Do you see the point of it, Greg? Or is that why you're asking? No, to speed up the game. You know, get the game or over. Or to with. make sure it just doesn't go on and on. Yeah, it, it was to. And, Jerry, they did it every inning. If it went on to the 10th, they do it. If it went on to the yeah. 11th, they do it. Yeah, it was, it was four extra innings. Huh. Hey, thanks, guys. They got, they, and they got rid of that, too. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. The phone lines are are open. Want, want to just review? I mean, baseball is back now, Jer. Hold on a minute. Let's yeah, take, yeah. There's okay. Let's take call first. Hello, you're on the okay. air. Uh, you you are correct. It was the person who made the final out was the next was the runner on second base. Oh, okay. The person who yeah. made the Perfect. final out. The, you mean the last the time they before. were on, the last time they were on yeah. offense. Yeah, exactly. The, the inning before, the, the whoever made the final out uh, was the the runner on second because his turn in the lineup would, you know, if it came back up again, he would already score. Oh, so it wasn't someone from off the bench. I thought it was someone. No, uh, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. So the last person to bat them, what if they if if uh, it was a force out on second or something? I mean, it would it'd be the hitter. Yeah, huh. it would be the hitter. Interesting. Uh, I was I was wrong there, Jer. But I like how quickly and confidently you said yes. Yeah, you no, know, you said that very. That's why I kind of had to jump in there with Jim. I was like, no, you can't just say yes when you don't know the. Answer. It made sense. I thought it was like Little League, where sure. where you sure. just you know you had a, someone that can go out and run for the, for you know in Little League they always would s- stick the slowest, biggest, heaviest guy a lot of times as catcher. And, and and but they also could be a really good athlete and good hitter, and then they just put someone fast to run for them. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Jerry, uh, what was uh, what was the best game out of the six that you got to watch? Uh, uh, so, funny enough, I, I think. Well, okay, the best game was Gonzaga and Memphis. Like that, was, it yeah. wasn't close. That was a great. Great game. Gonzaga was down 12. Everyone around in the crowd was kind of very nervous like at halftime and even into the second half that Memphis was hanging around because Gonzaga was clearly the better team. So to see Gonzaga make that comeback uh, yeah. was pretty was pretty impressive. And then again, just because that was basically a home game for Gonzaga with the way the crowd was, right. that was the, yeah. probably the best game. 
And, and Jim, for you, wasn't Timmy, the best. Timmy was Timmy. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say for Jim, Timmy was Timmy again. You gotta love it. I was trying yeah. to. I was trying. I was playing a trivia game with Vince when we were watching the game, Jer. And I was, I, I was, I watched Gonzaga play, and you know the guy with the last name Timmy. I thought he had incredible footwork, which Vince, yeah, he's good. Vince agreed with, and I said that 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 Timmy has as good footwork as Timmy. And Vince had no idea yeah. what I was talking yeah. about. Would you have known who I was talking about, Jer? Yeah, you're talking about Tim Duncan. Yeah, Vince never got it. I had to give him the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was terrible on my part. So, uh, another question for you, Jerry. Now that you're a player and a coach, did you find yourself watching and enjoying the players' coaching decisions? Because I do that the whole time watching TV. I'm just like, no, I, I turned my brain off, and I'll let you kind of interpret that however you want. Uh, I, I, I was not analyzing very much basketball. I was there to enjoy it. You, 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 you nice. Vince's yeah. question, were you trying to analyze as a coach? Is that what you said, Vince? No, yeah. If that was his question, then no. I, I was not. I was there as a fan, not as a coach at all. Yeah, because I find myself watching games that I don't, you know, I just want to see a good game, and I find myself sitting here and being like, why are you doing, <laughs> like, just analyzing stuff? And I'm like, decision-making, whether it's a, a player making a bonehead move or, right. you know, coach not changing a D, whatever, it's like, man, like, what am I? You know, what am I doing? I just want to watch and just enjoy. Yeah. You, you, I, I, you don't do that when Duke plays, at least as far as I can say. When you were sitting next to me watching Duke, it, the further behind they got, the more the more you were trying to figure everything out. Yeah, with with Duke, I just kind of sit back and watch. Amazingly enough, I don't analyze that game as much. I just get fired up and no. and root really hard. <laughs> like no. today's game was intense. Like that was an awesome game today. It, yeah. it, it was, wasn't it? That, that a little bit like the uh, Gonzaga game, right, Jerry? I mean, the, the better team yeah, was down way. with five seconds, five minutes to go. Yeah, yep. in a way. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. So, so, so how's your how's your bracket doing? Uh, I haven't looked. Um, I don't think it's doing very good. If I if I remember, I, I I haven't really looked at it too much, but I think I think Wisconsin losing today is a problem for me. Uh, but I'd have to go back and look to to be sure. 707-895-2448. Um, we got some stuff to touch on here, but um, I had a feeling um, I, with Jerry going to the March. I have two. I have a couple of moments from the tournament separate from the best game being Memphis Gonzaga yeah. that I thought I had a couple funny stories. If you wanted to hear those real quick. Yeah, Jim. go, go. Yeah. So one of the funnier uh, moments that happened, and I haven't told you about this one. I didn't prep you for this one, Jim, but in the first round, when Gonzaga was playing Georgia State, um, the game was over, right? Georgia State hung around for a little bit, um, but they ended up losing by 21. Yeah. But I, the reason I'm saying they lost by 21 is at the end of the game, Georgia State hit two free throws to take the lead from 23 to 21. And there was a guy sitting like three rows in front of me that absolutely lost his mind when in excitement when those two free throws went in. Can can you figure out why he was so excited? Parent. Nope. No. I guarantee you he had Georgia State. So betting. We're talking about yep. betting. I think I yep. think it was a betting thing. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the spread was I, the, the I, Georgia State needed to lose by twenty two or le- by twenty one and a half or less 
and they lost by 21. And he he kind of he excited. I think I heard him say something like, you know, drinks from drinks on me, like to all of his buddies that were there. So he was yeah, super he, excited that Georgia State made those two free throws. And I will say this, Jerry, they, they hung around for 30 minutes. They, yeah, made that, they, did. they went halfway yeah. into the second half, and that game was still a game when it never should have been. So good good yeah. for them. That, that's, the, that's the beauty of it. And I have to say, the women's, have you been watching the women's tournament at all? There's so many upsets this year. It's, 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 even the women's side is now becoming more balanced. Exactly. Some of the getting this time around, which is kind of exciting. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the games. I've just been aware of the results. Um, the only one that kind of I was actively aware of was, was the, the, the like the people at the Moda Center that were running the like the show, so to speak. They kept everyone in the loop on the Ducks game, the the, the Oregon women's team who ended up being yep. one of the teams that got upset. But yeah, it's it's been crazy this year. Like just looking at a couple, like you know, when a team like Baylor loses in the second round and women on the women's side, that's a big deal. Like that's one of the. Yeah best programs in women's basketball and they got not only beat like they got beat pretty handily by yeah, South they, Dakota they, yeah. of, of, um, of, of, we got a, a question for the both of you from the Z-Man Z-Man texted us here are you saying Wyoming beat Wisconsin did that happen Wyoming didn't uh, no, I, I, Iowa State did Iowa, Iowa State, State beat Wisconsin yeah yeah huh. is Wyoming even in it no Wyoming was in the play-in game. I believe they lost to Notre Dame by a, a basket. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, one more time. Who beat Wisconsin? Iowa State. Iowa State. And that was a what beat a what? 11, 11 beat a 3. 11 to a 3. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. wow. Jerry, you, and are, you and I are on this. <laughs> We're on it. Wow. Yeah. 11 beat yeah. a 3. Yeah. Um, let me explain once. I've said this a lot of times. I've never heard anyone else either agree with me or... Or even think like this, but but I have a theory, and it makes sense. I don't see how how it cannot. That the more developed a sport gets, the more balanced it gets. And my my theory is purely purely mathematical. Like when UCLA was dominating in the '60s, they might have had the best five players, or maybe at least the best three players. Definitely the best player. And for years, no one could touch him. And then, and it went on, it went on, and it went on on again. I mean, wouldn't John Wooden won like 11 championships in 15 or 20 years or something, something ridiculous. And my theory was all the good players went to UCLA and there wasn't enough good players to spread around so anyone could beat them. And that's what I think's happened to, to, to women's is for a while, all the good players went to the same school, the same two schools, and now... There's enough good players to go around, so we get an upset. Do, mathematically, does that make sense to either one of you? Mm-hmm. Have, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's part of it, and I think part of it too is is going. If you're a player that is good, but you might have to sit on the bench for two years, going to this big school, you go to a little bit of a smaller school, and you can you know you can play quicker. So better players are spreading out further anyways by you know taking the opportunity to get more playing time. Yeah, and I think it's something that could also be fixed. Yeah, I, I will say that like it's gotten more variety if you look at like the 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 final fours and the matchups, but the champions are still pretty consistent. Like it there there isn't like a surprise yeah. if you look back at the last. 
call it what no. 11 12 years it, it's pretty consistently been the same g- group of teams but the group that is getting there is becoming much more uh mixed yeah. up but it's still right right now pretty consistently one to three yeah. programs who's the number one one program who's the number one overall pick of all, all the number ones for the women's who's 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 uh the, i don't know who the one sta- overall is it stanford is this year. stanford you know, up there? South, Car- South Carolina. South Carolina is the one overall. Okay. Yeah, they're the one overall. Yeah. Yeah. And the one overall in um, was Baylor, or was it no, Gonzaga? Is it Gonzaga? It is no, Gonzaga. they they were. I think they were like the second overall. Um, so that that was a pretty big upset, you know, because Baylor yeah. I think was number two at the end of the end of the year in the top twenty-five for women. No, I was talking about men's. Oh, in the men's, Gonzaga is the number one overall. Right. Right. Yeah. All right, 707-895-2448. Are we going to move on from the NCAA? Should we? Um... Yeah, I think that's enough for now, but it was really fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm looking forward to the, the Sweet 16 in a week. Uh, and, you know, I know there's a few games still going on that I'm keeping an eye on tonight. But, yeah, it was, it was really fun. I'm glad I did it. Uh, sadly, it won't be in Portland next year. Uh, they'll have to wait. It is it's, a, it's not it, the same place. College, college basketball is a super exciting thing, Jerry. It's a, yeah. and Especially the tournament itself. So, uh, I'm glad you got to go. Um, I'll listen in. Did you guys next? And uh, I'll chime back in. Thanks, Vince. All right. This day, get the right day, uh, March 20th, in this day in sports. Um, it's funny. I told you before the show, Jer, I, I, uh, I always have to really be critical to get, you know, only three or four or five of these. And yeah. t- today, you got to do your, got to make your case to make the cut. I I know. And today, I only had two, one of them after I went through the first time, so I had to go back. But right now, I got. I always like <laughs> to do them a, in order. Take a second pass. I had to go second pass just to get for more. I had to do more just to keep you uh, excited about it. Nineteen eleven, March twentieth, nineteen eleven. The National Squash Tennis Association got started, and the sure. reason I brought this one up is that I've never heard the word tennis associated with the word squash before. I never called it squash tennis or the Squash Tennis Association. It was a sport on its own called squash when I grew up. I'm, I'm wondering if that's official, but um, it's, it is so not like tennis, except that you got a racket, <clears throat> but you're playing against a wall. What's I, the difference between squash and racquetball? Um, a few different rules, but it's played basically. You can play on all four, four four walls, and you have to hit the ball off the front wall, and the ball can only bounce once. All that's the same for Got squash. It. And is that what you mean? I mean that's yeah yeah yeah. yeah that's, that's have you I'm ever have you ever played? You played racquetball, right? Well, you played yeah, it with I, me. I before. played racquetball with you a little bit. Squash, I think, has a much higher harder learning curve and the reason that is is a squash ball bounces pretty good you know it's like and you're playing with a racket that what is it's sort of like a a mini tennis racket with a ball i can't remember are squash balls tennis balls no they're like rubber balls are you sure yeah i'm pretty sure yeah and squash is played with a ball and with a long racket with a teeny racket and a long stick and the ball doesn't bounce very much. Yeah, it also looks like 
I decided to answer my own question here. It also looks like the the equipment is different. Uh, squash rackets are shorter, uh, and the ball size is is, uh, is different. They're as well. longer. The diameter of the racket is yeah. is smaller, but but the length of the of the handle is longer. Anyway, I, yeah. I just had never heard it. I don't know if it's still called. I've never heard heard it called squash tennis before. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Oh, hi. Good evening. This is Mike here. Mike. Um, Mike. Mike. In Mike. Ukiah. Yep. So I've got a couple of uh, uh, sports jokes. <laughs> so you heard that uh, OJ is getting married again? <laughs> Jerry, can you, can yeah. you come up with the answer? No, I don't want yeah, to. I want to hear the joke. <laughs> he's gonna. He's taking another stab at it. <laughs> I should have got that. I was so what's the definition of a Tyson computer? A Mike Tyson computer? Yeah. What's the definition? It's it's I probably has something to do with bytes. <laughs> Megabytes? But <laughs> I, I well, it's gonna have ear in it somehow also, but go ahead. It's uh two bytes and no memory. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, two bytes and no yeah. Yeah, <laughs> get a clap for that one. Uh, what does um, Tyson have for breakfast? What does Tyson have uh, for breakfast? Again, it's gonna have something. It's again gonna have something to do with bites. Body parts. Go ahead. It's uh, toast and OJ. <laughs> toast, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Any more? Um, I've got one that's a patriotic joke, but it's not a, a sports joke. All right. Well, we'll skip that one, though. Okay. You don't want that yeah. as a bonus? No, nah. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm, I think we'll be all right with that one. All right. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Bring oh, some more of those the, next uh, week. Someone, That's a good one for uh, That's a good one for I tonight. I pulled up a list. Give us your sports jokes. Jerry, make a list. I, oh, I just pulled up a list of sports jokes, and there's some really bad ones in here. Like, very bad uh, in terms of, like, cheesy. Go ahead, come on. Uh, Vince, Vince, Vince texted me and said, "Mike Tyson has his own cannabis edibles shaped his ears." Yeah, and that's not uh, a joke. I wonder if that's real. Yeah. Um, oh, jeez. Come on, sports. Uh, did you, well, did you hear the joke about the pop fly? The pop fly in baseball? Yeah. Did you hear about it? No, I didn't hear about. What about? Uh, the you did, well, you didn't hear about it because it was over your head. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, like I said, like this list is these kind of jokes, and they're very bad. They're all very bad. Come on, more sports jokes. Let's hear a good one. Someone call in a good sports joke, 707-895-2448. Give me one more before I go to 1934 on March. What's the difference between a Yankee fan and a dentist? Oh, God, a Yankee fan and a dentist. And I don't know, what's the difference between a... My, one one roots for the Yanks, the other Yanks the roots. Oh, jeez. I got a, an official Mike Tyson is selling ear-shaped edibles. They're called Mike Bites. All right. Sure. Jeez. There you go. Um, 1934, March 20th, 1934. This one caught my eye. This is the one I got on the first time through. Super Athlete. This name is priceless. Babe Didrikson Saharius. And I, I don't think you could pronounce it many other ways. I'm pronouncing every 
No, it looks right. I mean, yeah, it, babe, yeah. Didrikson, Zaharias, superwoman athlete, is she known? And, and Jared, by the time I, I tell what she did, I want to hear some other stuff she did. She pitched for the Philadelphia A's, which I imagine then became the Oakland A's at one point. The Philadelphia A's, she pitched an inning of hitless baseball against the Brooklyn Dodgers in 1934. Talk about, uh, talk about superwoman athlete. Yeah. Uh, so Who quick, is this woman? Quick look at her. Um, uh, when were you born? Uh June 26, 1911, uh, uh, gold medal, two gold medals, track and field in the 1932 Olympics, uh, won 10 LPGA major championships in golf. What? Um, yeah. Keep going. Pitched in the Major League Baseball. Uh, led a team after high school to an er, to an AAU basketball championship in 1931. Men's or women's? Uh, I believe women's. I can't imagine there was women this AAU in, in Got in a golf. Uh, pitched a total of four innings across three exhibition games in baseball. Major League Men's Baseball, Major League yeah. Baseball. Well, yeah, baseball. Wow. Uh, and then, yeah, 10 LPGA championships as a golfer. So she made her money playing golf if there was any in LPGA back then. Yeah. But that, that's amazing. So, And, and she also ran gold medals in, in track? Yeah, 1932 Olympics. Uh, four world records, two gold medals, one silver medal uh, in the 1932 Olympics. Wow. Babe Didrikson... What country Mil is she from? Mildred Ella Babe Didrikson Zaharias is the full name. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. And where's she from? Uh, United States. Wow, I've never, never heard of her. This is like the Jim Thorpe of women. Sure. Huh. Could, could excel in any sport they played. Okay. That's Babe. Yeah. Um... 1973, Roberto Clemente, this one caught my eye, um, got inducted to the Hall of Fame. And I don't know if it was a special induction because it happened 11 weeks after his death in a plane crash. So did, did they make a separate, okay, Roberto died, let's get him in quick type of thing? Or or did it just was it just a coincidence? Anything, anything there? You got anything on that one? No, I'd have to look a little bit because I'd get into these questions of like, well, when was he eligible? Had yeah, he yeah, been yeah. voted on before kind of thing? And, and I don't I don't know all of those details. Like, I don't know how many times he may have tried to get in. Before, like, I don't know how long he was eligible before that happened. 707-895-2448. We're taking calls here. Um, Mike from Ukiah has got the uh, sports joke challenge going. At least we're going to give put his name on it because he started it. Um, give me another sports joke, Jerry. You got a list that can last in between f after every topic when you have one. Oh, I lost. Hold on, I, I closed the window. Uh, give me give me one second. Let me get the all right. Let me get the list back up. Uh, uh, uh oh no, advertisements. Sorry, we're. I'm, I'm 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 falling apart over here. Um, why doesn't a pitcher Why does a pitcher only raise one leg when he throws the ball? Because um, you can't lift both legs or you'd fall over. 
Yeah, that's the joke. If he raised them both, he'd fall down. This guy has something better than that. Uh, oh, no. Uh, why are some umpires fat? Uh, padding so they don't get hit by the ball? It's their job to clean the plate. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. 707-895-2448. Give us a call. Um, we touched on... Uh, let me pick one here, Jer. Yeah, yeah, you go for it. Go for we, it. We, t- we touched on um, this a little bit last week. I can't remember if we just... No, I think a caller called and was talking about um, people that were born male... That, that transitioned uh-huh. and became a trans woman. I hope I have the politically correct. These things seem to change all the time. Every time I, I, I read about them, the, the, at least the um, the language, a trans woman, um, we have discussion whether someone born male that transitions into a woman should be able to play female women's sports. And apparently the NCAA still allows this. And I, I still question what the definition is, but um, let's hold that thought for a second. And I saw this trans woman swim on ESPN highlights, and she uh, pretty pretty much won the uh, 500 freestyle, the NCAA championship. Um, and there were protests, major protests going outside the, uh, I think they were outside the actual swimming arena, Two very clear groups, transgender rights groups, saying let her swim any any uh, where she wants, and another group saying, which was pretty much clearly um, protect women's sports was what most of their signs at the protest said. I was into the protest more than the swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, is that pretty pretty good from from a is it from a summary, Jer? Yeah, I think that's that's pretty accurate. Uh, she won the 500 meter, as you said. Uh, won it by the. I was curious about what that was like. She won it by 1.75 seconds, and I will admit I don't know enough about swimming to know how big of a win that is. Like I don't know if that's a blowout or close. Um, she was still nine seconds off the NCAA record. Oh, really? For the 500 yard freestyle for women, that the, she ran, a, she swam a four three three two four, and the the NCAA record is four two four oh six. So, and this was to win a, the NCAA championship. Yeah. So that's clearly an off year for the NCAA. If someone, yeah, the winner was nine seconds beyond the the NCAA record. Yeah. Huh. Um. I, I guess the only thing I, I would add. Uh, to this, and I think you kind of touched on a little bit with the protests, but when you read like the reports about the event and stuff, it there was like a definitely like an awkward feeling in the air of like do uh, uh, in terms of like cheering for her, if that makes sense. Where like after she won, there wasn't a lot of like cheers or celebration from the crowd, or it was very mixed. Uh, similarly, like when they were giving out the the awards afterwards, like with the podium, yeah, uh, it was very like quiet if in comparison um some other things that i kind of stumbled across reading about this story uh apparently a few weeks um into the season 
Uh, some of her teammates sent a letter to the school, which was was it Yale, Princeton. I, I can't Yale. remember. She she went to Yale. Yeah, I think it was Yale, but okay. uh, I, I could be wrong. But I think it's Yale. But yeah, some of her teammates sent a letter to the school and the Ivy League asking that she should not be allowed to compete. Her um, own teammates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the the letter, one of the uh, comments in the letter. So this is directly just just a quote that was given to the Washington Post from the letter. Biologically, Leah holds an unfair advantage over competition in the women's category as evidenced by her ranking uh, number 462 in NCA as a male to number one as a female. Oh, so her, her times, I guess you can. Yeah. Re- yeah. If you look at her times as a male, she was, or she was 460, the 462nd best swimmer jumping at number one. If you read the quotes off of the, uh, off of the article or off of the letter that was sent. So, yeah, I guess my my not really takeaway, but the thing I, I always I was thinking about when I was reading about this was how I always kind of talked about like for this to become a real issue, there would need to be a very like niche set of circumstances that led to this being a big deal at some high level of sports. Yeah. Well, here you go, yeah. it happened, right? Like we, it happened. A Division One swimmer uh, won a national championship, and there's a lot of controversy around it in terms of protests and, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's not going away uh yeah it's it's a it's an ongoing story we got some um we got some texts here correction she went to the university of pennsylvania and pennsylvania that's what it was nickname thank you nickname penn i believe that's still ivy league yeah that's still in the ivy league i knew it was the ivy league i just got yale and i just thought it was yale and we got another i'm gonna keep it anonymous uh if they want to call up and uh talk about it themselves uh this woman just said this is just sad and with a comment like that i could i could make a an argument for both sides that are protesting this that it could be sad for both parts or or happy for both sides so i'm not sure sure what that means yeah and and i brought this up i can't remember if it was last week or whenever this came this or this argument or this discussion came up uh, a while ago it's it's a really one side has such an easy case to make while the other side it's like this you have to make a more nuanced argument in the sense of like the people that think that leah thomas should not be allowed to swim in women's sports it's so easy for them to make this case being like she won by 1.75 seconds which is a huge margin in swimming i'm again i'm theorizing that's a big margin swimming because if you win by one second in running that's a huge win it depends so, how long the event is sure sure yeah. but like it, it's really easy to kind of say assuming that's a big margin of victories well there you go there's an argument for why it shouldn't happen the fact that she was 420 whatever ranked as a male swimmer and then jumped to number one as a female swimmer again it's it's very easy for the side that's saying this is hurting women's sports to make their case and then I think it's the challenge on the other side is you. it's much more nuanced for trying to support her where you can't argue or make your case on the same, the same like ground, right? Like, cause it's not as much about performance as much as about being allowed to participate right. regardless of performance. Right. And, and I still, I still understand the, the criteria Do, is is there anything standard yet in other words <clears throat> is 
if this is going to become more of an issue as time goes on, because I don't remember this being an issue in NCAA sports when I was five, and that was, you know, 63 years ago. And I don't remember it, it, it being an issue then. My question is, if it's an issue now, what I might be saved by the bell here. I'm going to take that call and try to get this thought out. <laughs> try to get this thought out, Jer. But if the NCA allows a trans woman to compete with women, what do they have to do if they were? Do they just have to say I identify, or do they have to take a hormone test? That's the part I don't understand. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hi, guys. It's the sports phone Dr. doctor Chico. calling. Good to hear from you. <laughs> Sorry. You know, it's funny. I had to stop listening for a second because I had to, I was trying to coordinate care for a patient. Um, <laughs> and and I, I turned it on, like, just in time. I was like, oh. like So, anyways. Um, yeah, I guess, can you, because I missed, I missed kind of the beginning of this. So, has this person, um, the trans athlete, have they like taken hormones to like have they like kind of like transitioned like in what ways yeah. have they transitioned she, do we know she she began uh hormone replacement therapy in 2019 mm-hmm. okay and by whatever nca rules i i i, I this is a really hard thing to look up on the fly like it's it's a weird one to try because i don't <laughs> want to sure. say something it's inaccurate <laughs> in terms of the rules right. but my understanding of this is it's like there's certain thresholds that have to be met in terms of testing, mm-hmm. and if you meet mm-hmm. those testing mm-hmm. thresholds, you're then eligible in terms of like testosterone levels and so you some answer- some something. Wait, gotcha. wait a minute, Jer or and or Patty, are you answering my question then, Jer? The NCA has a mm-hmm. testing procedure. Do either one of you know that's a fact? <laughs> I don't. I don't know anything about it personally. I I believe. I don't. And I'm I'm still chipping away at this. Um, you you have to have met a certain testosterone level or be below it for a certain period of time after beginning replacement therapy. I think it's now the details of that are are murky because I'm still trying to kind of read this on the fly but i believe that's the general idea jim i feel like it's also just like being it's so it's evolving yeah i I don't think any of this is i don't think any of this is settled by any stretch of the imagination so um i was the one who said that this wait hang on hang on let me yep go go (laughs) i mean i want to make sure i get this in um i was the one who said i thought that this was a sad situation and and um, going with the you the way that you have accused me of avoiding being avoidant, <laughs> I'm going to continue to do that. <laughs> um, and I'm going to say that I think I mean I think this is sad on on both ends. I think it's um, I think it's sad for the trans athlete that um, they're kind of they're a pariah. Um, I don't think that they that this individual would be any less of a pariah if they competed as like in a male category after they have transitioned. Um, and so, so that's, that's that. I think that's sad. And I guess I think like, instead of trying to argue like who's right, who's wrong, like all this stuff, I think the question that I, is worth exploring is, okay, so this individual 
you know, people don't think that that she should compete as a woman. I don't think anybody could argue that she should compete as a man. If I mean, I, if, I mean, imagine if this person has breasts and <laughs> et cetera. And so the question is, where do trans athletes compete then? Like, do we have, <laughs> do we create yet another category of like men, women, trans? And, and like, how far do we take that? And I don't, I'm not, I'm asking a question that I know that there's not an answer to, but I just, I kind of want to push everybody to think about that. Well, the, the problem then becomes, I think it goes back to my thing of, I don't think, well, I, just to answer that specific question, I don't know how realistic that is because, again, I don't think this is a thousands and thousands of thousands of athletes thing. I think it's hundreds or if that many, where, again, I think you have a very specific set of circumstances that have to be met to lead to this type of discussion and so i don't know if there's a big enough pool of trans athletes to make that a legitimate option again that's just answering that specific question i no, i i it's a big i don't i don't know it's it i i don't have an answer sadly uh patty what, no what is, i mean I, I, don't, I, don't. I don't think there is one i don't think there is and i think that that's the thing is like i think if we're gonna say that they can't compete um, and they're not going to be welcomed in the gender that they were assigned to at birth, then it's like question mark. Then like, where should they go? And I think that, I think when we think of it in that way, I think then it's like, it's sad. I, and I, I hope that that makes everybody feel uncomfortable. I mean, it makes me feel uncomfortable because I feel like now we're getting, now we've lost the whole like spirit of being an athlete and, and, right. and, and competing. And so it's just, that's that's really kind of like the main thing that that I I want to say. In your in in your it's sad statement. I'm just curious. Uh-huh. Would that also include yeah. it's sad for the women that feel like they're at an unfair advantage competing against her? Yeah, I mean, I think this is sad for like all of sports. Yeah, the entire. Yeah, and I think thing. and I mean, I think that like you know, I think that this is. You know, I think when, when people react to something very strongly, I think it's always worthwhile to think about, like, what's underneath that? Like, what's behind that? And I think the fact that women were excluded for so long from sport. And so I think that when we when we start, now that we're kind of moving into the space of kind of seeing gender in a different way, I think that that is really challenging for people who were excluded for so long and they feel like there's something that's being taken away from them. Patty, and what so is, I think... What is... I think keep, keeping that perspective in mind of like, and not, and, I mean, I guess like the short version of that would be like, it's men's fault because they wouldn't let us play for a long time. But I mean, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But like, but I think it, it this is just coming from like a traumatized group of people that have been themselves excluded. And so they're just fighting for what little they have. And for some, for some of the trans women, that little is sports and there's where it's sad. Because it's a combination. Plus, what Jerry says is right. The numbers don't support this. But for the few, it is very, very sad because they may not end but up I, with a place. They may not end up with a place to compete. Compete, Patty. What is HRT? Is that hormone replacement therapy? Oh no! Yeah, yeah, hormone. Yeah, hormone replacement therapy. I just. I also just want to say that I think that when we make the argument of like, oh, this isn't, not that many want to do it. I feel like it's really important to think about like people have made that argument in the past, right? About women, about people of color, like, et cetera. So I think it's, I think I'm not saying, to be really just to be clear, Patty, about, I, about, I always, yeah. I, I'm not, just to be clear, I'm not saying there's not a lot of them. I'm just saying that 
there's a very specific set of circumstances that have to be met for this to be for for it to become a thing, right? Because I, right. I'm basically saying yeah. like it it there's a lot of steps involved as opposed to just a a someone that is born male or born born female saying I want to participate. The, for a trans athlete, there's a lot more things that have to happen to get to the point where it becomes a controversy. It's right, and I and I think that, and I think that, I mean, and again, I think the same. If if you look back at other groups that have been excluded from sport, I think it was like I think that the bar was set high in in a way like in of the for that time, right? And I think that sure, when sure. we do those things, I think that. Again, like I think, I think when we get down to like all of us love sport and all of us want others to love sport and to get all the things out of it that we've gotten out of it. When things like this happen, like think about, think about like because people are watching, right? It's not just about the athletes who are playing; it's about you know children, right? And again, and, and I'm saying this on both ends, right? Like it might there might be little um, girls who were born uh, who are assigned girls at birth and identify that way, and 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 also kind of feel <clears throat> anger. There might be other children who were assigned male but are you know feel that they are a female that they were actually born female, and and now they might be scared to compete in sports. So I think that this has so many ripple it's... effects, and and I guess that's my point is that that's why I think it's sad because it really ta- it's really taking away so much. Of what all of us love about sport. I'm going to take another call, Patty. That was well, well, well said. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yep. Bye. Thanks, Patty. Hello, you're on the air. Thanks for waiting. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I I think the last caller kind of said a lot of what I wanted to say. It's, this is an interesting thing, but what I wanted to make a point of is I've kind of been following this whole Leah Thomas thing from early on, and I don't know, uh, you guys probably covered uh, her swim team writing the letter, and initially mm-hmm. I had heard that she she was not going to be allowed to compete in NCAA for various reasons within the regulation. And, I mean, honestly, uh, I think her swim team and the letter they wrote to the school and to the NCAA kind of put it best and that there's a way we identify and there's a biology and I absolutely don't think that biological males or biological females for that matter who decide to transition because of how they identify should be able to compete in a national Olympic or any uh, set of sports that is outside of their biology how they identify is one thing and biology is another. Thank you. I'll take the rest of it off the air. Thanks. Yeah. Well, and that, and that goes back to the, I, I got some clarification on how the, the rule set works in terms of like how this works. So part of it has to in- include the hormone replacement therapy and then a panel of experts saying you do not have an advantage over the other athletes. That's what Vince, um, Vince said. Currently it's one year. So you have to have one year of hormone replacement therapy. And then the experts saying that that's the case. It sounds like that's changing and it's going to three years now after that. Hello, um, Paul, you're on the air. Hi. Um, I pretty much agree with the last caller. And one point I'd like to make that hasn't been brought up Um a biologically female athlete, if she was taking male hormones, wouldn't she be disqualified for cheating? It would be a, a steroid issue. I mean, are we are we mincing chemicals? Are we mincing biological chemicals? Because 
so if a, a woman athlete was uh, taking, mm, was getting some kind of medical or chemical intervention to have more uh, of the physical uh, strength advantages of men, uh, not counting childbearing, um, wouldn't she be considered cheating? So, mm, you know, I just, and, and, and beyond that, yeah, if, if people wanted a, you know, a trans category, you know, the trans community, uh, you know, God bless them. Uh, oh, sheesh, boy, does celibacy just, whew, solve a lot of problems. But anyway, um, you know, they could stump and, and uh, fund, get funding and endowment to have their own thing. You know, but then I'm afraid that would just turn into some, you know, science fiction competition to create these strange things. And even before that, actual children who really invented most of these games that turned into pro sports for uh, ridiculous profits, those children, mm, they don't really have safe places to play anymore. And you've got to kind of wonder about that. Could some of these multi-zillionaire uh, sports, you know, parasites, um, you know, do something about uh, places for actual children to safely play? Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Uh, stumbled across a couple of other uh, notes. So she, she being Leah Thomas, um, also competed in the 100 and the 200 freestyle, uh, finished fifth in the 200 and eighth in the 100. So, so she's, apparently she's not a short distance swimmer. If you look at her s- skill set. Was, Jerry, Jer, I got to get back. <clears throat> the, the, the last caller, was her point at the beginning? I'm going to ho- hold on there, caller, for a second. You're next. Yeah, we all, um, five minutes also, Jim. Just keep an eye on the clock. Right. Was her, was her point that, that the kind of hormones that, that a, someone that was born female that would take to make them run faster and go stronger would make them a cheater. And the hormones, someone that was born man that wanted to play and identify as a woman would be called hormone replacement theory. That That's an interesting, interesting perspective. I've never heard quite. Well, one, it, sure. But one is boosting something. The other is suppressing something. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to say that, you know, there really is no perfect answer where someone is not harmed here. Because it's all choices that we make in categories we put together. There's no right answer. Someone gets harmed in terms of their ideas or their opportunity. Whatever you do, whenever you do anything. Think of our conversations a few weeks back when we were debating the idea of letting everybody take all the steroids they want. Right. Maybe that's the league we should have, you know, because what were we doing? We were doing sort of a moral argument like, okay, but then the kids that don't want to take the steroids wind up having to take the steroids if they want to compete. And you go down these rabbit holes of all these things. I think that we really have to just say there is no good answer. Anything we do is going to have winners and losers. And how those winners and losers 
you know, come out of the situation is, you know, when you do international development, you look around and you go, okay, what's least harm? How do I hurt the least people least amount? And, and you have to make these judgments, you know, like sending aid into countries where it may cause a nuclear war if you do too much of it. You know, we make choices all the time with huge ramifications. And for individuals who are in the trans category, as these rules change back and forth, they're going to be either advantaged or disadvantaged, depending on how the rules play out. And there's just going to be winners and losers, whatever happens. Just like I never made much of a basketball player at five foot seven. Ten, you know, sec- there's ten seconds. Wrap it just up. Aren't gonna work. This, yep. this is a great rant. You got anything to add? I agree. Ten seconds. Nope. No, okay. I agree. I agree 100. I, I, there's not a simple answer for this, and every solution's got an array of problems that go that come with it. I I just agree 100. Before you wrap it up here. Um, just note from the good doctor um, to the to the woman that called. Um, these are different hormones. It's false equivalency. It's not the same thing. It's not an argument. Um, Jerry, you said you had one more joke before we sign off. Yeah, I got one more joke to end the show. Let's end it on a bright or a funny note. Uh, why do basketball players love cookies? Yeah, why do basketball players love cookies? Because they get to dunk. That's like, that one's not bad. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's, that's a, good a good one. one. All right, we're going to wrap it up. We'll be back next week for the final March edition of the Sports Phone. That'll be on the 27th. Looking forward to speaking to everybody then. Thanks for everyone that called. Great to have you back, Dr. Patty. It seems like we've missed you for a few weeks. Vince, regular callers, first-time callers, we love you all. Thank you. Y'all ready for this? This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM. KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah, 91.5 FM. And Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org. And consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.